Jason Medberry, and this is the Power of Purpose podcast, where we talk about how to live a purposeful life and how creative people like yourself can make a living doing what you love doing. Um, and uh, I know this is during the pandemic. We've been, I've been quarantining for about a year. Um, I think I've lost the ability right now to actually um, react right to people. It's like when I talk to anybody, you know, I've lived with my partner for about a year. Um, We've fallen into habit. And then when I go out and it's like someone saying the smallest, what, you're, you're actually talking to me? What? What? I mean, everything becomes hypersensitive. Am I right? You are absolutely, in fact, because I know you're about to share a story. Yeah. That's very important. But I, I actually want, this just reminded me of something that happened literally Go last ahead. week Go, to me. What, what was it? And, and it, this is not a good story where Jason comes out on top. I'll tell you, this is Jason suffering through the exact thing of Wait, is this when the eight-year-old kicked you in the balls? In the no, supermarket? that was from years ago. Okay. No, th- this happened literally like uh, a week ago in Vons. So everything in a I mean, supermarket with you, Jason. Everything. Well, I don't do anything else except grocery shop and work. <laughs> That's, right now. That's all I've been doing. Uh, so I'm at Vaughn's getting groceries. And as I am waiting in line, socially distanced, of course, all separated out. The guy in the line in, in, directly in front of me is putting his groceries on the conveyor belt. And he picks up this stack of steaks. And he looks at it like, oh, like like maybe he missed how much they cost or something along the line. But whatever it was, he looked at the stakes and then kind of went, nah. And then instead of like handing them to the cashier and saying, oh, I don't want these or I, you know, he just takes them and shoves them into the magazine rack. <laughs> the steaks? The steaks, these three steaks from the, you know, from the refrigerator section. He just shoves them in the magazine rack. And finishes his his putting his stuff. And for a minute, I thought he was messing with everybody. Because I was like, no one would do that. No, you know, just give him back. Well, he starts, he does his thing. Well, the way the register is set up, the, the woman working the cash register can't see what he's done because the racks are pushed forward and they're out of her line. So she has no idea that he's done this. And, of course, I'm six feet behind. Wait. And a little voice in my head just said, you need to do something and you need to not do it appropriately. (laughs) Because what I should have done, this is what I should have done. I should have let him do his thing, then walked up when it was my turn, grabbed the steaks and handed it to the lady. But I decided to make a scene because Jason hasn't been out with people in a long time and the filter has deactivated. And... um, Literally out of my mouth was I. I don't remember the exact phrase. There was swearing involved, and it was just like the first. I just blurred it at high volume, like not even holding it, not not like trying, like wanting to turn this into a scene for some reason. I have no idea, and I'm not like that. And I it's something along the lines of like, "What the hell is wrong with you?" But I think I used the f word instead. I was like, just hand it to the lady. How effing lazy are you? That was the <laughs> oh first God. thing out of my mouth. Now, I hope this wasn't like a 90-year-old person on the spectrum. No, he, the, the, that you, he, what? 
he's just just another white guy, roughly my age. That's oh, basically white all. White guys, it was. white guys. Oh my god. So gosh. I, so like in my mind, my brain is intentionally going, what? Like, because I don't talk like I am a non-comfort like, especially to strangers. Well, I don't what do you say? To do what, do you, what what happened? Well, first of all, his eyes balloon the size of like an owl's, and and for a minute I was like. Is he surprised that I saw him do that and called him out on it? Like, how, like, how, so all this stuff is like, so now my brain is going 90 miles an hour. He's looking at me. And then, of course, his reaction instead of, oh, or whatever. Because since I started with aggression, of course, his response is going to be aggression. So he turns around back at me and he's like, what's your problem? And mind your own effing business and blah, blah, blah. So as he's saying that, he's walking towards me. So I'm trying to stay social. So I start backing up <laughs> because I'm like, I'm not going to let, because obviously this guy doesn't care. He's wearing a mask and whatever, mm-hmm. you know. But I'm like, I'm not going to get into a like a shoving match with a guy at Vaughn's during a pandemic. Like how stupid yeah. could that possibly be? Yeah, like Ralph's and, maybe, but or Gelson's yeah, maybe. Not at the Vaughn's. Not, not at my local. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, if I was in another city, absolutely. But since this is my neighborhood, Vaughn's, and I have to come back. Um, and literally, just as he's closing the distance on me, a security guard jumps right in between us. Like, bam. Like, yeah, security, I mean, frozen food, security. Yeah, ex- and, and this guy is 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 no joke. He's he's in there, and he, I don't even re- really remember what happened next because it happened so fast. Yeah, but the woman at the cashier took the stuff, or, or basically finished checking him out and got him the hell out of there, and then proceeded on to me. But as I'm standing there, the stakes are still in the magazine rack, <laughs> and she goes. Would you mind handing me those steaks? And I was like, oh, my God, the thing I should have done in the first place, which would have just kept my damn mouth shut. I know. We're all losing it, Jason. Yeah. We're all friggin' losing it and and what can we do i mean i'm losing yeah. it i'm i'm going for a jog and i'm thinking like hey this is los angeles where it's like the numbers are the highest in the entire universe and 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 it's like wear a mask, right? And I'm thinking, and I'm not just in L.A. I'm on the West Side, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm on West Side, L.A., supposedly, uh, you know, progressives, liberals. Um, and about 20%, only 20%, I go for a jog on Sunday, and about 80% of the people are not wearing their friggin' masks. And so mm. I'm jogging. I got my mask on. And I see someone down the road. They don't have masks. And I'm just, and then I just stop in the middle of the sidewalk and I stare them down. Like it's so obvious, right? Yeah. And I'm thinking they're going to go into the street. They're going to, you know, go into the street so they don't pass by me on this narrow sidewalk. And they walk towards me, and they walk towards me, and I friggin' have to go to the street. It's like this mm. game of COVID chicken, right? Who's yeah. gonna, who's, you know? And I don't say anything, but by my side, I have my middle finger out, but I don't want to do anything because, you know, I'm only like five foot three and shrinking, so I don't know. You know <laughs> what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna get physical with you. You could do things. You're a big guy. And then finally, I see a guy, it's like the fifth person, and he's like 65 years old. He's an old dude, right? Okay, mm-hmm. my age. And so he 
he's coming. He's not wearing. And finally, I lost it the same way you. I just started to scream at him. Put on yeah. a mask because COVID killed my mother. And you know, you're you killed my mother. My mother died 35 years ago, way before <laughs> COVID. Yeah. But somehow, I'm changed the narrative in yeah. the moment. And I'm screaming, and I want him to, you know, take responsibility. Yeah, the crazy part is that, there, you know, in both of our stories, like, there's no ramp up. It isn't like you didn't ask them politely first, no. and then they said something. To, no, step one was screaming. <laughs> like, yeah, And the step thing that one. got me the yeah. most, you know, was mine was, I, I put on this whole loud, ridiculous display. Like, what, am I going to fight a guy in a, in a grocery store because of he's, he's being rude? Like, what's going on? And then all that is done. He leaves. I go to check out my groceries, and I leave the damn steaks in the friggin' li- The <laughs> thing that I should have done. You know, it was like, Because oh, it was so friggin' important to you about the yeah. steaks. You really cared about the animals who've sacrificed yeah. their lives just to be sandwiched between the Kardashians <laughs> and Conway and their divorce. That, that is yeah. just not right. Oh, my God. I mean, here, you're, you're right. It's, it's like we are all maxed out. Mm-hmm. And we've forgotten how to behave with each other. We, yep. you know, and I had a thing happen to me. I wanted to share this because um, it was it was a day where all the Republicans are going, you know, yeah, Trump didn't do anything wrong. That was no big deal. Taking over the entire Capitol, coming in with stun guns, stealing shit, stealing Nancy Pelosi's, threatening to hang you know, the vice president of the United States, kill Congress people, kill them. That's not a big, let's move on. You know, yeah. I, I, I was like, ah, and, 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 and I just like with all these, and then, and then, and then they're trying to vaccinate people, right? And they've got, you know, mm-hmm. all these problems trying to vaccinate people. And then at Dodger Stadium, these anti-vaxxers were protesting as people getting vaccines, closing, and they closed the gates. They stopped yeah. the vaccines. No one, yeah. they don't get arrested. Nothing, you know? And so I was at a point where I had it. So I went with my part. We played some paddle tennis at, at the park. Getting back in the car, I see this woman in a car in front of me. Um, she's parked. She's out of her car. She's got the trunk of her SUV out, and she's sorting through all these clothes. She has bags and bags of stuff. And I go, oh, my God. She's homeless, and she has all her stuff in her car. And then I look, mm-hmm. and I see she has three kids. They're, like, mm-hmm. you know, all under, you know, about, like, four, six, eight, you know, She's kids, and they're living in a car with her kids. And I went, you know what? This is this has just gone too far. This, mm-hmm. you know. And my partner says, "Yeah, it's sad." And she's backing up. And I just went, "Stop!" Just like that. Stop. Mm-hmm. 
And I got out of the car. Where are you going? What are you doing? Be careful, Judy. Be careful. It's COVID. You go, I'm, I'll be careful. Be careful. Okay. And I just get out of the car, and I'm not sure how to do this, but I said to her, ma'am, um, I, I don't mean any disrespect. And she's looking at me like, oh, shit, what did I do now? What another person, right? I don't mean any disrespect, and I don't want to make any assumptions, but I, I've, it, you look like you can use some help. And I just had you know, a lot of cash, like you know, 50 bucks in my purse, and I said, I, I just want to leave this for you right here. I put it on the ground, and unexpected to me, I started to sob. Just mm-hmm. stop. You know, it's just been all this pent-up stuff. And then she, like, who thought I was going to be another person telling her to move on or not park yeah. here or whatever, she just said, oh, my God. Oh, my God, thank you so much. And she starts to cry, and she turns away for, from her kids so she can't. they can't see her, mm-hmm. I assume, crying. And the two of us are, you know, we're, we're like 10, 15 feet apart, but we're having this amazing moment. Mm-hmm. And I get back in the car, and she's just, you have no idea. You have no idea. You have no idea. And I just went, well, now I know what I'm doing with the, I don't know, whatever they gave me for the stimulus check. Mm. But it's like, don't do it. You know, like, don't do anything, Judy. Don't do anything. Don't do this. It's easier not to take action. Yeah. It's easier not to put yourself in harm's way. It's easier to stay in your car and roll up the windows and just not look. It's mm-hmm. easier. But if we're talking here about the power of purpose and what is your purpose, and we're all expounding all of our opinions about everything, but what are we doing? And I have to tell you, um, doing this, it just... It just shifted in me a new way of behaving is to stop Mm -hmm. getting so friggin' angry and start really giving, like Mm -hmm. doing something. And I have to say, I mean, every time I've had a person do something like this to me, I had a person do something like this um, anonymously when I was in France. where we 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 splurged. We're going to go at a really nice Michelin restaurant. I don't know. The bill must have been three hundred, and this is like quite a long time ago. It's quite expensive. Uh, I went Le Dicion, s'il vous plaît. You know, please give me the check. And they went, oh, the the Madame paid for it. I thought they meant the person I was with, but it was somebody who paid for our dinner. And I have to tell you. Every time someone says, oh, the French are so nasty, I went, oh, my God, no. <laughs> they are the <laughs> nicest, most generous people you've ever met. And that was, what, 30 years ago? Mm. And now when I, I go to France, that's what I think. That's what I feel. That's, that really is a transformative um, act. And oh, yeah. The act of giving is... On par, one of the best 
process is for one changing your mindset and two getting some momentum going. Um, I went to an event years ago uh, uh, with David Newman. Uh, you remember David Newman, and uh, he's from Do It Marketing and a speaker, coach, all sorts of stuff. And he told me the story about one of his mentors who used to always keep uh, a twenty-dollar bill in his pocket whenever he went to any sort of event or anything. And then at the end of the event or at the end of something, he would find someone to give that $20 to. Like that was a part of his to-do list. And it was usually a homeless person or usually someone. But sometimes it was just, you know, going to a grocery store and giving it to a mom or something like that. But he made the objective of always giving that $20 to someone everywhere he went. And it, and it had to be completely out of the blue, like no no reciprocity, no nothing, just I, I'm giving this but to But that you. is a really good, you know, we always like to end these podcasts with maybe something you can do or an exercise you can do. And I think that's just a great one. I was going to uh, go out with a friend of mine and we were going to, you know, go to ATM, get some cash, and we were just going to look like, you know, Robin Hood. <laughs> You know, give finding something, someone to give to. Um, I used to do this a long time ago. I would go like shopping and get a lot of groceries and then just drive around and just start delivering to someone. And then they would go, um, uh, this is for you. They go, oh, it must be some mistake. You know, we'd find a women, a single mother living with a lot of kids in a one room and they go, oh, is this from a church? We always went to make sure and go, no, it is not from a church, right? <laughs> no, it's not. That's one thing. It's not. Um, someone just wanted you to have this. And, yeah. and I think what it creates in one's life is hope, is yeah. hope. That hope can just drop from the sky, that things can get better. And I think that's important for us all to know. Yeah, and it has to be. I think the real important part is the active giving aspect of it. This isn't you just on your computer at home donating money to the, you know. Yeah, transferring money, Venmoing yeah. something. And, that, and, that, and if that is if that is the only way you can do it, then that's fine. But the ability to actually walk up to somebody and be like, here, this is for you. This is here, you know, that is a and very it's interesting. Important thing. It's yeah. interesting to give it to someone who's not asking for it. Yes, yeah, you should. It should not come from a place of well. If I do this, maybe they'll. No, there's no, no. return. There's no reciprocity. You're never going to probably see this person ever again, you know. But you know, it's the it is the simple acts of kindness that are active. And even though it's you know, it's more for it's not just for your morality. It's not just for your heart and mind. The process of active giving is also a way to engineer yourself to take risks to ask, to give, to do things. Getting up and doing something, it becomes so important to build momentum because that starts to spread across every other aspect of your life. Yeah, and it comes back to you in ways you you yep. you don't even know. So go. You want to feel richer? You're tired of feeling like you're not powerful in the world? When or do you feel or if you feel like you're just about to snap for no reason on someone for a completely unacceptable social way? <laughs> Absolutely. Make a difference in your life and live on your purpose by going out and giving. 
So, for your special gift, go to themessageofyou.com. That's themessageofyou.com and get your free one-year subscription to the Message of You University, which is full of lessons to help you find your message and turn it into a book, a TED Talk, or a paid speaking career. That's themessageofyou.com.